Great to have you on this beautiful fall day. My name is Michael Beneshek. I'm one of your warm heart pastors. It's a joy to have you here today. If you're joining us online, hi, welcome to you. We don't know where you're watching from. I know we got people in Oregon today, North Dakota, Kansas, someone on the East Coast, wherever else in between. Let us know in the comments. We appreciate that. About once a month, we'd like to say hi to our online folk. Can you do me a favor? Can you just look up at the camera right front center and just kind of wave and good morning. You're a part of our congregation, wherever you are. It's good to have you. Got a box. Guess what this box is for? Little kids. Not for little kids. You can, that would be a little, little kid. To <laughs> Thanksgiving food baskets. That's right. Food boxes. Uh, Pastor Jen, yeah, if you would like to get a food basket, ask her how to get one of these. I know they're waiting to sing. I know you're waiting to sing, but we have one other announcement. Don gave us an announcement at the first service, and we'd like to give it at the second service. And instead of waiting to the offertory time, he's going to give his spiel right now. It's how long? How long are we talking? Five minutes at the most. Do we have to do? Do we have to do math? No, no. You've already done the math for us. I've done the math. All right. Okay. Yeah, five minutes. Each each month, I write a newsletter article about the finances of the church. Turn it in, and it's the timing is always bad because it's it's always I'm giving something that's two months old. So I asked Maria if she could really jump on it and give me a close the books for October and you see this lovely lady here she just you see her at church every Sunday she is fantastic she is our bookkeeper and she takes care of everything she's a financial genius almost as smart as my wife but uh... okay so when I was writing the newsletter article on October the 24th I stated in that newsletter article, and you should have received it online by now. There's some in the, in the Northex if you want to pick one up for a hard copy. And I said, as soon as the books were closed, I would give the congregation an update. Well, Maria got the books closed Friday and got everything to me, and I worked on my speech yesterday while I was watching my teams all lose. <laughs> so, today is the update. In October, which we just closed the books, we received almost $55,000, which was about $15,000 more than we received in September. Our expenses were down $16,000 from September, but the bottom line is we're still about $4,000 in the red for October. And for the year, we're $65,000 in the red. So now that we have one more month of numbers, I was able to somewhat accurately predict what we need to do as a congregation to finish the year in the black. If we use 2022 figures with a 5% inflation rate, I estimate that we will incur almost $128,000 in expenses for the last two months. If you add in the current deficit of 65000 that means that we have a liability of almost $193,000. There's nine weeks left in the year. So we are going to have to average $21,427 each week to break even. That sounds like a lot of money. 
It is. But if you go back and look at 2022, we received in, in November and December $216,000. So we did it once, which means we can do it again. So I'm going to ask each one of you to do what you can. We're not sending out an appeal letter. We're all adults. We realize what the situation is. And if you can help, great. I'm going to ask you also to pray about our finances. Also pray for the committees that are working on the 2023 budget, which is a difficult situation to do, not knowing exactly how we're going to finish the year. I would also ask that you pray for our church staff. They do a tremendous job, and they're under a little pressure right now because of the finances, so pray for them. Pray for our nation's leaders as they have to make decisions now that are extremely important to all of us. Tuesday is election day. If you haven't voted yet, vote. Vote often. <laughs> vote for the right people. So that's the situation. I'm you know, not going to sugarcoat it. That's how much we're behind. Anything you can do would be sincerely appreciated. And I thank you for listening to me. And pray for Don, who, who, who goes to bed with us every night on his shoulders. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Don. I think we're ready to sing. Are you ready to sing? I'm ready to sing. Are you all ready to sing? Let's stand and sing Reckless Love.
There's no shadow you won't light up, mountain you won't climb up, coming after me. There's no wall you won't kick down, fire you won't tear down, coming after me. There's no shadow you won't light up, mountain you won't climb up, coming after me.
switch up a couple things in the bulletin. I'm going to move the All Saints recognition to after children's time. So let's take a moment, greet those around us in Christian love, and uh, then we'll get the kids up here. kids fifth grade and below come on up high school and below and all kids at heart good to see you got a big bug on your shirt got a bug on your shirt do you want want a chair Malia can you get a chair from the back just a chair yep awesome good to see you all how y'all doing did you have a did, did you have a good Halloween? Yeah. Yeah. Any candy? Yeah, I got like a, I got like a thousand. A thousand treats? That's a lot of treats. You got Reese's? I'll take Reese's. Yeah, Butterfingers you could have, but I'll take Reese's. Yeah. All the Kit Kat. You like the Kit Kats? There you go. Oh, keep the baby sleeping. Awesome. You should have came to our house. We have so much candy left to give away that my wife and I were looking at each other like, who's going to eat this? And we know the answer. And it's, yeah. <laughs> I, I should bring it here. I should bring it here on Sundays. And <laughs> The dentist will buy. What we do at our house is we got a big old jar of candy. 
and it stays in there. And throughout the, throughout the months, we eat it. And at Easter, we dump the Halloween candy out, put the Easter candy in. We eat that until Halloween, and then we dump out the old. So it's, it, there's always stuff going on at our house. Well, Halloween, you dressed up as, as uh, some fun stuff, didn't you? Player? NFL? I dressed up as Lele. Lele? Yeah. I don't know who Lele is. Me. She's the type of person who is on the Oh, you showed this to me last week, didn't you? Yes. That girl Lele. That girl Lele. Awesome. Awesome, awesome. Well, we do Halloween because of the next day that is called All Saints Day. Do you know what a saint is? Yes. What's a saint? Forgot. You forgot. Saint, it sounds like a big churchy word, isn't it? Yeah. This this crowd over here, give me just any saint. Any saint. Saint. Saint Francis of Assisi. How about over here? Any saint. Saint Louis. (laughs) There there is a Saint Louis. Yeah. Yep. Saint Anne. Saint Anne? Yeah, harsh. Uh, I was going to ask the band. Uh, Saint who? Saint Augustine. Third. Oh, we got a couple on our calendars. Uh, let's see. Valentine's Day. Uh, February 14th, we celebrate Saint Valentine. Thanksgiving is coming up. Thanksgiving's only three weeks away. Seven weeks from today is, is Christmas Eve. Seven weeks, seven weeks, seven days, yeah, 50 days till Christmas. Yeah, Christmas Eve is on a Sunday this year. We'll have three services at five, seven, seven, seven and 11, and we'll only have one service in the morning, uh, that morning, uh, 10 o'clock, but you got seven weeks to worry about that. We won't talk about that yet. Yeah. Uh, we got St. Patrick on the calendar for St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. Saints are there, people of the faith. Who, who we like to emulate, who we try to copy, who we try to be like. Yeah. St. Patrick, we could have the same evangelical spirit that St. Patrick had going to Ireland. Yeah. After the service, you can. Yep. We have, we have all these saints. Uh, some of my favorite saints are not like saints on the calendar, but people that I've known in years uh over, over, the, over the course of my life, because I'm getting up there in age. So I have a lot of saints in my back pocket, people that I've collected in my, in my head. Here's, here's an example. When I was going to be a pastor, when I decided to be a pastor, I worked at a church that had four pastors. I know you were here at the first service. I'm going to tell you again. Because <laughs> there's people online who haven't heard it yet either. <laughs> four pastors. And I'm like, I, which, which one do I want to be like? Which pastor should I be like? First one was Sue, Pastor Sue. Oh, she had the most warm, loving heart of anyone I knew. So I'd love to have that kind of heart. So if I could take that from Sue, that's what I want to take from her. The second one was uh, Don, not Don, uh, Dan, Pastor Dan, assistant pastor. Every time he preached, it was Psalms. Every single time he was Psalms. He had that pastoral spirit. If, I, if I'm in the hospital, I would rather have him visit me than me visit me. He had that aura, right? And I would love to have that kind of uh, pastoral spirit. Cecil, oh, he could preach. He could preach, he could preach. And oh, if I could preach like Cecil, that would be 
awesome. So if I could take that from him. Pastor Don, Don was the youth pastor. High fives was his love language. That's all he did was high five, high five, high five, high five. You might notice that I do high fives. It's because of Don. Because <laughs> I took that from him. Uh, and then I figured out, you know what? I could be my own pastor. I don't have to be like them. But if I could take a little bit of this and a little bit of that, and, and like you're making a cake or something, you take a little bit of this, a little of that, and you can make something beautiful. Isn't the beautiful light coming in just awesome? Yeah. It's right in your eyes. The saints are coming to talk to you. Yeah. Maybe there's people that you would like to emulate someday. Someone to be like. Someone to mimic. Still be your own person. But if you could take the love of mom or the care of dad or the the wisdom of grandma and the awesomeness of grandpa uh, from a coach or from a teacher, take that kind of thing and be that. A saint is someone in your life who has the faith who shows us love. Let's pray. God above, we give thanks for these little ones that as they grow in love and godliness, we just pray that you surround them with saints. Saints from the family, saints of the community, saints of this congregation, that someday we might be saints to someone else. In your son's name we pray. Amen. Thanks for coming down. This is a day that we do celebrate our saints. I found my sheet. <laughs> this past week, the world may have celebrated Halloween or, or in the old language, All Saints Day, All Hallows' Eve. Uh, we take time to remember the saints who have gone before, and we especially remember those who have passed away in this last year. This is kind of like Memorial Day for the church. This is before... Uh, This has been going on for centuries long before our official Memorial Day. But we take the time today to remember those that we have lost. For some, it has been a painful year. A year which was so much was lost. A year of grief that we might cry out like the psalmist and like Jesus on the cross. Why, O God, have you forsaken me? And yet we acknowledge, Almighty God, that in our crying out, we are still calling out to you. To save us, to heal us. Or to use that old biblical language, give us that balm, that balm that could heal a broken and wounded heart. So would you please join with me in a litany for our loved ones on the other side, beyond the screen. God, we remember those saints who have gone before us. God, we remember our loved ones we no longer see. Those who followed the way of Christ faithfully. Those who made mistakes along the way. Those who made progress for peace. Those who lived simply and quietly. Those who gained honor and distinction without pride. Those who were martyred for their faith. May the peace of Christ continue to inspire us. To our loved ones who have finished their work on earth. We 
we made an invitation to those that we knew that passed away in this past year to their families to join us for worship. We had quite a few at the first service, and I believe we have a, a couple here at this service. Our hearts go out to you. Uh, we aspire to have everyone from our family of faith shown in this video. We, we lament those if we missed anyone. Uh, when we show the faces, uh, I'll say we remember, and if you could please say the name for each slide. Let's have a video. We remember. 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 softly I invite you to remember other saints in your life who are no longer with us just say or call out their name out loud as we give thanks for their life who do you remember today God of the saints, we give thanks to you for every saint who has ever worshipped you. Whether in the field or in cathedral, wooden church or crumbling cement meeting house, wherever your name was lifted and adored, wherever scriptures are studied, wherever your people served, we give you thanks, O God. Today we come to you for comfort and healing as we boldly proclaim together the promise of resurrection in Jesus Christ, our Lord. Comfort us in our grief and remind us that, that our communion table today stretches from the church altar to the communion of saints. Open our hearts and our lips to speak once more of your, of your hope that always has existed, always perseveres, and always conquers darkness, even in our hardest days. In the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, we pray his prayer together with all the saints. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. 
and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory As they offered up their lives, so too we offer our lives as well. In service, in presence, in prayers, in witness, and in gifts. As we come to the offertory, a word of thanks to those who faithfully participate to the giving of this church. You support this place and you make ministry happen. I invite our ushers to take the offertory. down. Scripture reference today comes from the very first book of the Bible. Uh, Genesis, probably one of the first stories that kids learn out of Scripture. Good morning, church family. Good morning, Dean. It's good to be here. It's good to see all of you. Like uh, Pastor Mike said, we're reading from Genesis chapter 9, verses 8 through 17. Then God said to Noah and to his sons with him, I now establish my covenant with you and your descendants after you, and everything, every living creature that was with you, the birds, the livestock, the wild animals, all those who came out of the ark with you, every living creature. I establish my covenant with you. Never again will all life be destroyed by the waters of a flood. Never again will there be a flood to destroy the earth. And God said, This is the sign of the covenant I am making between me, you, and every living creature with you, a covenant for all generations to come. I have set my rainbow in the clouds, and it will bring the signs of the covenant between me and the earth. Whenever I bring clouds over the earth and the rainbow appears in the clouds, I will remember my covenant between me and you and all living creatures of every kind. Never again will the waters become a flood to destroy all life. Whenever the rainbow appears in the clouds, I will see it, and I will remember the everlasting covenant between God and all living creatures of every kind on earth. So God said to Noah, This is the sign of the covenant I have established between me and all life on earth. May God bless the reading of his word. Thank you, Dean. So I told a story several months ago, maybe a month ago, two months ago. It was just kind of a side story that uh, 
I can't remember which, which service I said it to, the first one or the second one. So uh, I'll, I'll give it a shot. If you've heard this, I am so sorry. You're going to get it again. It's pastor privilege. Pastors just tell stories uh, over and over and over again. Try being my wife who's heard the same nine jokes for 26 years. So a, a part of my childhood was down in the plains of Texas. Bible Belt country. Like, if that's Bible Belt, that makes us here in Idaho like belly, uh, like Bible belly button. That's, that's where we are in the belt range. Uh, but the first Sunday school I went to, uh, it was a Baptist church that would pick up all of us kids on Sunday morning. The, 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 the parents would kick us out, all four of us, to go ride the joy bus. This was their alone time, so they kicked us out <laughs> to, go, to, to, to go to church. Uh, my parents didn't really go to church at the time, but uh, I remember one day I, I got in trouble for Sunday school. Did I tell you this story? Sound familiar? All right. So the, 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 God bless the teacher. She told us, write, write, God loves, and then your name. I was five years old. And I'm looking, and people are, are writing, like, God loves Susie, God loves Daisy, God loves... And so I tried, I tried Michael. I just discovered that my name is not Mike, but Michael. Uh, and Michael is spelled weird. <laughs> There's an A and an E. It's kind of a weird Gaelic thing going on. A-E-L. I couldn't figure that out. And I sure couldn't spell Beneshek. Like, I'm a born-again Bohemian, and that's Beneshek right there, uh, Bohunk name. And uh, so I just put B, because I learned if you put a dot after initial, it, it works the same, right? I, put the, I didn't know which side of the letter to put the dot on, so I put it on the wrong side. And it didn't look like a dot. It looked like a circle. It looked like a little tiny O. So what I wrote is, God loves Michael, spelled wrong, O-B, which looks a whole lot like God loves Michelob. <laughs> it's still in my baby book, uh, and, and, and it's funny for you. Uh, pastor came to our house, knocked on the door, talked to, eh, I want to talk to you about not only your son, but why don't you all go to church? Uh, we grew up in a family, and it's totally, totally wrong that we went, we grew up in a small town mostly, and if, if we liked the pastor, we went to church. If we didn't like the pastor, we didn't go to church. I know you people would never do that. <laughs> That's kind of what our family did. Um, <laughs> and this church, they, they, they love to preach the by and by, the glories of heaven. That was, that was where, it, it wasn't quite fire and brimstone, but it was, won't it be great? And that's what he told my dad. I'm standing right there because I was the one in trouble. Uh, Wouldn't it be great when we're all dead someday? And my dad said something like, do you want some help with that? (laughs) There are people in my town who can't believe that Abeneshek is a pastor. I'm just going to let you know that right now. But I don't remember going on the joy bus a whole lot after that. But standing where I'm standing today, I get what the pastor's saying. I understand. Yes. Yes, heaven's going to be wonderful. The glories of heaven, something to look forward to, something to hope for. And I did put some of that in my own kids, I discovered. Uh, My dad died about 10 years back, uh, 10 years ago this December. And uh, that, that next season, that next spring, we took grandma, newly widowed, uh, we took her to Disneyland. 
took her to Florida and did, you know, let's take, grandma needs some love. Let's go. I don't know if she called it love, but we thought it was fun. And, um, but we were walking around, and we were walking around the happiest place on earth. And Gabe, who was about this tall at that time, looked up and he said, Dad, did you know there's a Disneyland in heaven? I did not know that. <laughs> I did not know that at all. And, and he continued, yes, but it's the saddest place in heaven. <laughs> really? Longer lines, more expensive food. What makes it sad? What makes it more sad? And that's when he said the happiest place on earth can't compare with the saddest place in heaven. Ooh, that'll preach, right? That's how awesome heaven is. The best place here doesn't even compare with the worst place there. And I believe that to be true. And yet, and yet as awesome as heaven is, I'm not ready to go yet. I don't know if you're ready to go yet. I'm, I'm hoping to stick around here for a long, long time. I want to I be on my deathbed. I want to say goodbye to my children and my grandchildren and my great-grandchildren and my great-great-great-great-grandchildren. That's, that's how long I want to be here. Right? So if God's intention is for us to make it to heaven, I had a confirmation kid ask this uh, about 15 years ago when I was really doing youth ministry. Uh, if you're wondering where the youth are, some of them are on confirmation retreat with Nicole right now. But I was at the confirmation class, and it's like, Pastor, if, if heaven is where we're supposed to go, why did God bother with all this anyway? And so I asked them, well, what do you think? And their hands shot up like, it's a weeding out process. Like, ooh, ooh. <laughs> it just got dark. <laughs> all right. Uh, maybe it's a trial run. And one kid said, maybe we're supposed to learn something while we're down here. That's, that's, that's closer than the weeding out process. I, I get that. So this morning, I just want to kind of play with a couple of these questions as we close out our Wizard of Oz series. Today, we're looking at Dorothy. For the last few weeks, we looked at, uh, we took a scripture from the Old Testament. It was David's uh, charge to his son Solomon. I'm about to go the way of the, all the earth. Get yourself a brain. Get yourself some heart. Get yourself some courage. Uh, paraphrased quite a bit there. Uh, in the scripture. So we're going to look at Dorothy who wanted to get out of Kansas. She wanted to get somewhere over the rainbow. They almost cut that song, by the way, because uh, it made it too long, but they had it. They put it in there. And God bless them. Um, <laughs> she wanted to leave so bad that she was willing to go off with a crazy old man in a wagon. And when the tornado took her to Oz, she didn't want to stay there either. I want to go home. <laughs> like this kid can't be happy. And Dorothy represents me and maybe you who found that, you know, we, 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 we hope that happiness and joy and contentment, it could be found, it could be found over there. If only, if only we could just get over there, then we could find this happiness. We can, we can find this contentment. We can find this joy because it's not where I'm standing. What's, what's the old line? Wherever you go, there you are. You ain't going to be happy here. You ain't going to be happy over there. You have to find joy in here. 
too much of my life is like, I'll be happy or when, 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 or, or if I had this, or if I had that, or if I had, I, I need a wizard of or, not a wizard of us. So here we have this story, this passage, Noah's Ark. We skipped all the scary parts and just got to the rainbow. But it's, this, it's one of the stories, first stories that we share with kids, right? Because they get the animals. Animals are cute. When our kids were born, uh, this was the trend about 20 years ago. Uh, someone at the church like, are you turning the nursery into a Noah's Ark theme? Like, no. God destroys the earth. Everyone dies. Good, good night, son. Here's, oh, do you see the boat on the wall? You're not on it. Yeah. <laughs> If you think it's a dark story, but it's really God's way of trying to redeem the world. I got to make this right. I got to try something else. And so Noah, the one righteous person in this world of sin, uh, is charged with trying to fix the world. And we know that doesn't work because three generations later we get all sorts of other other bad stories. But uh, but God tries. Entering into a covenant with Noah, God made a promise. I'm going to put in the, in the, in the sky a rainbow. So what a beautiful image of a covenant with God. God and humanity together, a rainbow. Two ends with an ark. We're going to go back to St. Louis here. We got the ark. The rainbow is an ark. Or, 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 or is, is an arch. That's Jesus calling, telling me to get on with it. Okay. But the rainbow, it's a fresh start. When you see the rainbow, know that you, you, we're not going to flood the earth. We got a promise. God is a God of new covenants. He gave a covenant to, to, to Adam and Eve. He gave a covenant to Noah, a new covenant. He gave a new covenant. Every, every, <laughs> every couple hundred years, we get a new covenant because that's what we need as people. Did you ever have that with your own children? All right, here's the deal. Here's the family rule. And then, you know, life happens. All right, all right here's the new family rule. <laughs> life happens. Here's the new family rule. You know, you have to change as the kids get older, right? We get a new covenant. Now we get a covenant with a rainbow. Later on, Abraham's going to give it a covenant. Later on, David's going to give it. Later on, Jesus is going to be the new covenant. And we, we progress. What am I trying to get at? The rainbow is a new beginning. It is a, it is a bridge between us and God. When, it, when a pet dies, don't we use that phrase, the cross the rainbow bridge? Does, that's relatively new. I just heard it like five, ten years ago. But the idea is there. A um, long time ago when our kids were, when our kids were small, and I, I, I broke my kid's heart, uh, Christian, I could say it, he's not here at the service, um, when you see the rays of sun coming through the clouds, uh, we, we used to say, my wife and I would say, looks like someone's going to heaven. And he was like till five or six years old when he found out that, you know, it's, it was a nice metaphor. He goes, did, I'm sorry, did you, did you really believe that that's what that was? He goes, yes. I'm like, oh, you're a sweet kid. Um, let me tell you about some other things that, that will... <laughs> Uh, destroy your childhood, but uh, God will always be there. We get to live this life. 
And we get to live it together. We get to live it in community. That's what the church is. Jesus started the church uh, as a way to come together and pray and worship and, 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 and live life together. We are not people who go to church, but we are a church that happens to gather once a week for worship. But we are still the church on Monday, on Wednesday, on Friday. Some people, when they come in here, they think church is like a gas station. Like a gas station. I'm, I come to church to get filled up. To get filled up uh, with, uh, I, I get a decent sermon, I get great music, and I'm good for another week. It's a nice metaphor, but I hope it's a little more than that for you. For some others, the church is like a movie theater. A place that offers entertainment. You go for an hour of escape, hopefully in comfortable seats if you get here early enough. Leave your problems at the door and, and come out smiling and feeling better than when you came in. And I hope that's also true. But I hope it's more than that. Someone a while back told me the church was like their drugstore. I was like, excuse me? <laughs> drugstore. You know, where you go in to get your prescription for your pain. And the church is therapeutic. And it may be. But I also hope it's more than that. Some folk think church is like a shopping mall. You older folk will have to tell the younger people what a shopping mall is. <laughs> they're, they're, they're disappearing. Uh, but where you can go over here and get this and go over here and get the best product at the best price. And, and it's a one-stop shop to get all your needs met. And, and we have great programs. I love our programs. But hopefully it's, it's more than that. Pastor Mike, what is the church? Well, let me tell you. <laughs> It's a big, messy, smelly ark. It's a lifeboat. We're trying to get through the floodwaters of life. We're trying to make it to the to we're trying to make it to the next mountaintop. We're trying to find that rainbow. And we're doing it together. And life is messy and life is hard. And life life. You don't know what the person next to you is going through. They're, they're having it just as hard as you. So maybe we should try to be a little bit more kind. A little bit more sympathetic. Some of you have lost some saints this year. My heart breaks for you. You miss them. We miss them. But there's no such thing as goodbye, only see you later in the faithful life. What's the point of life? Living. Growing in love and growing in godliness together. Surrounded by the saints who help show us the way. We remember our saints who have gone on and we say, and we say good for them. Go with God. Go with our love. And someday, God willing, we will be together again. But for us, now... Maybe our job is to bring a little bit of heaven down on earth. Have a little bit more love. A little bit more compassion. To be happy with what we have and content with our life here on earth. Does God love Michelob? I don't know. But I know he loves you. I know he loves me. I know he loves you. He loves you too. I know. 
think there's a song, Jesus Loves Me, This I Know. The Bible is, tells me so. And if God could love him, maybe we could love him too. And the family of God said, Amen. This is a communion Sunday. I'm hoping that if you were online that you saw the elements out here and you have your elements ready to be blessed. I remember taking communion with my grandpa who passed away about 20, 25 years ago. Every now and then when I take communion or I have those special moments like Christmas Eve singing Silent Night or some of those other little special once a year type moments. Uh, I remember when I had them with family who are no longer with us or friends and um, just say a little prayer. Sometimes that communion, I, I remember walking down with Grandpa hand in hand uh, to get the elements. I hope you have those kind of moments too every now and then where you can remember grandma or son or someone who is on the other side still with us, at least in heart. For on the night in which he gave himself up for us, Jesus took the bread and he gave thanks and he broke it. Take and eat. All of you, this is my body shed for you. And afterward, afterwards, after the meal, he took the cup and he poured out the fruit of the vine and he said, take and drink, all of you. This is my blood shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in my name. The table is set. Please come forward.
time. Thank you to the worship team. Thank you to the team upstairs that make this happen. Uh, thank you to all of you, to all our online friends as well. Uh, in the FLC, our boxes to get for, for the food baskets, uh, if you want to help with that. Uh, right after this, at 1230, we have a new membership class. If you have been coming to our church for a while and would like to consider this your church home, stop on by. It's going to be six, seven hours of, of church doctrine and <laughs> history and Greek. Or it could be a half hour of pizza and getting to know you and us and, and all that. So uh, come by and find out which one it is, uh, 1230 across the way. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. That as we celebrate the saints above and the saints within, may God's love, blessings, and peace go with you all. Amen. Amen.